Greetings, I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. Welcome. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps we can know now, if we choose to. Perhaps you have heard the latest word from the White House. This regarding projections of how many fatalities to expect in the United States of America from the coronavirus, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic stateside in the United States of America, including Hawaii and Alaska and so forth. Well, these projections are nothing new. There have been many different modeling efforts that have been taken regarding expectations of infections and of fatalities. And the turnabout from the White House, the official turnabout from the White House declaring this coronavirus or coronavirus to be a national state of emergency situation that took place following certain modeling guesstimates that were spread around (laughs) to VIPs in the UK and the United States of America and so forth in the free world. So the latest guesstimate, educated guesstimate, here in the United States of America, 100,000 to 240,000 fatalities or deaths. Let me round it off because, again, this is a guesstimate. So let's round up to one quarter million, shall we? No, that's only 10,000 more, right? So, a low figure of 100,000, even though University of Washington has come in with a figure just a hair beneath 84,000 fatalities that they expect by the beginning of August when they expect that the worst will be passed. But... This projection from the White House, from the White House communications apparatus, 100,000 at the low mark, 240,000 at the high. So again, I say, let's round up, right? We have rounding errors, you know, with polls and so forth. They'll say plus or minus 3.8%, right? So... Figure 100,000 low side, a quarter of a million upper side. The president, Donald Trump Sr., has stated that the efforts in the United States of America to attempt to slow, to impede the spread of the coronavirus, coronavirus, COVID-19 infection, that they are a matter of life and death. Well, 
He went on to say that Americans should heed his administration's social distancing guidelines. Quote, I want every American to be prepared for the hard days that lie ahead. End quote. And then, quote again, we're going to go through a very tough two weeks. End quote. What the president knows about tough times is beyond me. (laughs) Frankly, they are just not something he's familiar with. He's used to living large, luxuriously, luxuriantly, and he will be sheltering, self-quarantining, perchance, in the White House with the fabulous Melania Trump really, really suffering uh, there, no doubt. But a very tough two weeks. Well, that only takes us through the middle of April, April, only through the middle of that. But as far as the guesstimates, the educated guesstimates of deaths in the United States of America expected to fall between 100,000 and, again, I'm rounding up a quarter of a million. Now, that was way beneath, I might add. Those figures are far lower than this particularly grim modeling that came forth from Imperial College in the UK. Now, they gave different guesstimates. Their worst-case scenario was no measures were taken. And the death toll was exceedingly massive. And then, with various measures being taken to slow or impede the spread, and then with the most stringent measures taking place, well, the most stringent have been put forth. And so we have these modest figures. But, Again, Washington University, University of Washington, UW. The figures that they have released are they expect it to be approximately 84,000, which is still horrendous, right? It is still a horrendous number, a shocking number. But currently, and this, you know, is never Never a fixed point because it is very fluid. It is continually moving. But taking that into account, the current figure for infections in the United States of America as of earlier today was approximately 181,000. Death toll more than 3,600. Compare that death toll. Just over 3,600 with Italy's of nearly 12,500, or Spain's, which has leaped up to nearly eight and a third thousand. And on it goes. But 
It is expected by the modelers at the University of Washington, at UW, that the infection, the COVID-19 coronavirus, coronavirus infection in the United States of America will peak within two weeks. Again, referring to this very tough next two weeks. That will be fortunate indeed if that is true, if it has peaked within two weeks. But, again, the death toll that they are projecting is extending on to August. But like I said before, when the president declared a national state of emergency, every day we got different guesstimates, didn't we? Namely, that we were going to have to enact these measures for 15 days, then 30 days, and limit the number of people in gatherings, limit it to 1,000, and then 500, and then 250, and then 50, and then 10, which is where we are now, 10 or fewer. But so too with regard to the amount of time, the projection as far as how far in the future these measures would have to extend. Again, citing that most grim study from Imperial College of the UK in London, they were stating that the measures would have to be in place at least 18 months, 18 months or more. But again, from the White House, it was 15 days, 30 days. And then it was six months and then up to a year and then up to a year and a half. And it is very fluid. It is a situation where there is very questionable understanding, very questionable authority to really authoritatively speak to this. It's very much a case of guesswork. Meanwhile, of course, the number of cases in communist China and the number of fatalities, well, oh, we know what that is. Do we really? (laughs) Okay, well, the Trump administration's two top experts concerning this COVID-19 coronavirus, coronavirus pandemic, none other than Dr. Deborah Burks, Dr. Anthony S. Fauci, they have reviewed 12, count them 12, one dozen different models. One dozen different modeling efforts using different assumptions, using the same basic facts, but different assumptions and reaching different conclusions. But they have reviewed all of these dozen And then have gone back, according to Dr. Burks, gone back to the drawing board. 
during the past week or two. I don't quite understand her being that indefinite about the period of time, a week or two. I mean, when things are changing by the hour (laughs) and you're that indefinite over the past week or two. Well, anyway, and then, according to her, they have worked from the ground up, from the ground up, utilizing actual cases that have been reported. And so they've come up with their own conclusions. But the conclusions dovetail with other conclusions. So, (laughs) what to believe? Whom to believe? Meanwhile, in Italy, yes, in fair Italy, well, the headlines say one thing. And when you go beneath the headlines, you get something else. So, there has been a leveling, seemingly, a plateauing of new infections. That doesn't mean they've gone down. That means that the amount of increase has reached equilibrium. And it is maintaining. It is holding at that level, which is a massive level. So not to become too optimistic about that. Namely, new infections during the past 24 hours equaled 4,053 cases, according to their reporting. And that compared with 4,050 during the previous 24 hours. So there is this (laughs) equilibrium, if you will, or plateau. Well. Italy, again, has the most fatalities by a mile, if you can believe the reporting from other places, such as communist China, which you should not believe. Meanwhile, in Italy, Prime Minister Giuseppe Conte, he has a serious problem on his hands in addition to the infections, in addition to the fatalities, in addition to trying to rein in this pandemic across Italy. And that is of trying to prevent massive social unrest and crime wave. The Italian government is going to extend its current measures, at least through Easter. Resurrection Sunday. But prevention of social unrest, that is job number two after trying to rein in this pandemic. Police have been sent out onto the streets of the capital of Sicily, Palermo. There have been reports of gangs using social media in order to plot attacks that they are making on stores, attacking stores and using social media to plot those attacks. Well, while Italy's fabulous government attempts to (laughs) 
to deal with this, there are concerns that organized crime may step in and take over. Organized crime actually played a very pivotal role in World War II. The mafia did. A positive role, if you can imagine that. And so with regard to them playing a role here, I would not discount it or dismiss it or characterize it necessarily as being negative. It may be the opposite of negative, ironically. Now, in the previous program, before I come back to more (laughs) on this pandemic, in the previous program, I mentioned a little matter of more important things, larger things, bigger things than this matter at hand, which is under the microscope, so to speak. All news concerning the pandemic and the measures being taken to try to stem this pandemic. Well, what about larger matters? Like this pandemic being used as excuse, as justification, to bring about worldwide regime change, to bring about a one-world regime. Oh, that could never happen. That would never happen. Impossible. Well, there have been continuing efforts, decade upon decade upon decade upon decade upon millennia, to bring that about using various different machinations and excuses and ruses. Financial crises worldwide. World wars. Starvation. Population explosion. Global climate change. Global warming. To name but a few. And then there's this Pandemic rooted in Wuhan, Hubei province, communist China, which just accidentally happened. It may have. Again, as I said in the previous program, it may very well have begun accidentally due to stupendous stupidity and ignorance and gross incompetence by the communist Chinese regime. It could have. It may have. I'm not ruling that out by any stretch of the imagination. However, even if that is the case, and I expect that that is the case, even if that is the case, that doesn't mean that's where it ends. That doesn't mean that it will not be used, employed as a triggering mechanism to try to bring about one world regime. Massive regime change. Regime change in all of the individual free nations. Italy, France, Spain, to name but a few. And ultimately, one world regime encompassing the entire world. 
oh, brother, you are just so far off. That could never happen. That is ridiculous. That is the ultimate conspiracy theory. Well, you know, one of the ultimate conspiracy theories was the conspiracy to murder Jesus. But there are enlightened people, sophisticated people who don't believe in conspiracies. Oh, no, there are no conspiracies. Really. Tell that to JFK and Bobby, among others. But meanwhile, as I've mentioned before, and I do not require that you believe this or agree with this or what have you, but per my reading, per my understanding, limited as it is, not based on man, not based on man's word, not based on these philosophers, these vain philosophers, not based on these social scientists, not based on these theologians, not based on any experts, let alone all of the experts, but based only on the Holy Bible, only on God's word. And hopefully also is Holy Spirit. But it is my conviction that this coming worldwide regime will absolutely be the final reconstitution of the Roman Empire. If you go back to Hitler, dear old Adolf, right? Dear Adolf and his Third Reich, so-called. Well, <laughs> after he fled Germany, what are you talking about? He committed suicide in the bunker, numbskull. No, he did not. <laughs> no, he did not. I never ever, ever believed that. Did you? Did you really believe that Hitler committed suicide? Was he a suicidal type? No. He was the kind he would murder everybody else, including Eva Braun, to prove that he had died. But he had made plans for more than two years. He had worked on engineering his escape. Great Great, courageous leader, the selfless, self, self-sacrificing, sacrificial leader that he was. And, and this was pointed up so vividly in a series entitled Hunting Hitler that was on the History Channel. An excellent series. I recommend it to you. But, <laughs> dear Adolf. Well, after he left Germany, after he fled Germany, and after he fled Europe, he attempted to bring about a fourth Reich. But this, what I'm referring to in terms of the Roman Empire, is something else. A fascist empire, as was the Roman Empire. This is simply reconstituted. You could say resurrected, but that does not do justice to the term resurrected. But a reconstituted 
Roman Empire. No, not a communist regime, but a socialist one. What are you talking about? You said fascist. Exactly. And fascism is socialism. The Nazi Reich was the national democratic socialist party. Fascism is one side of the coin of socialism. Communism is the other. And they clashed violently in pre-World War Germany. Pre-World War II Germany. Between World War I and World War II, enormous knockdown, dragout, murderous conflict between these two branches of socialism. So, too, in pre-World War II Italy. Same thing. Massive, murderous conflict between these two branches of socialism, fascism and communism. But, lo and behold, the final chapter, the final stage, The final era of the Roman Empire has yet to be seen. Interesting, isn't it, that the nation hardest hit in Europe is Italy, associated intimately with the seat of, the headquarters of, the capital of the Roman Empire. Meanwhile, Spain is coming on fast, France too, and it will continue to spread throughout Europe and the UK and the world, the free world. Before I continue, let me say this. I'm Brad Thomas, and this is After All is Said and Done. And whatever is right and true and good in these programs is thanks to God Almighty and His Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Whatever is lacking erring, deficient, that is on me. That is due to me. That is my fault. But contrary to what you will hear from all of the experts, from all of these great world leaders, from all of the great communicators and talking heads, all of the media and media magnets, all the way down to all of the podcasters. Contrary to what you will hear, the great, great, great danger at this point in time is not contagion. It's not. It's not the death toll from COVID-19, though it is terrible. The great looming danger is worldwide hegemony. Massive regime change throughout the world bringing about one world government, not communist, not Islamo-fascist, 
but the last and worst, most terrible regime there's ever been, the most successful regime there's ever been, because it will engulf and enslave the entire world, not just the free world, the entire world. And again, according to my reading of God's word, it is the last stage of the Roman Empire. And I get that from both the Old Testament and the New. And not from any man, any teacher, any expert that I listen to. Therefore, no need for you to listen to me, believe me, or whatever. Instead, read the Bible. But, I mentioned that ten kings shall rise. That's not my idea. That's not my thought. That's not my concept. That's from God's word. Ten kings that are not currently kings shall rise. And they shall join forces. Regime change. They shall take power simultaneously, like a graduating class from a university, like a new generation, like an incoming class of freshman congressmen and women. And then a leader shall rise that shall depose three of those ten, leaving eight. But this one will be the 800-pound gorilla and will rule and reign a worldwide regime. And tiny, comparatively weak, comparatively poor, completely isolated, completely surrounded, and completely infiltrated, Israel will become the last standing independent nation in the world. That is beyond impossible, but true, according to God's word. It defies all fiction. You know the saying, fact is stranger than fiction. Indeed it is. So, how appropriate, how fitting, how altogether fitting and proper it would be, wouldn't it, for this final rising up of the Roman Empire, this reconstitution of the Roman Empire, getting the old band back together again. How fitting would that be for it to take place in Italy and encompassing all of Europe, all of the UK, all of Northern Europe, 
Southern Europe, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, Scandinavia, Russia, and to be headquartered in some place like Rome. It doesn't have to be Rome. There are all kinds of possibilities. I'm not convinced that the seat of the so-called beast will be Rome. I'm not convinced of that, but it certainly could be. If we go back in time, I mentioned about JFK and Bobby RFK, about them, about their assassinations, about the conspiracies involved in those, and, of course, they were written off as being the actions of two lone, crazed gunmen. You know, against all of the concerted efforts of the Secret Service. The United States Secret Service was not up to the task, you know, and so forth. But then there was Martin Luther King Jr., MLK Jr. Again, lone, crazed gunman, right? Same time frame, 1968, as Bobby. True? But no connection. No. Had nothing to do with it. Had nothing to do with LBJ. All of these assassinations, this rash of assassinations, were independent acts committed by a lone, crazed gunman. They had no connection with Lyndon Baines Johnson. No connection with the FBI, no connection with the Secret Service, no connection with the CIA, and so forth. Hmm. Well, Martin Luther King Jr. was named after Martin Luther. Yes, and you can say, well, but his immediate ancestors, okay. But Martin Luther, Martin Luther was his actual name. Martin Luther, who was a Catholic priest, a zealous Roman Catholic priest. He was one of the true believers in the Roman Catholic Church. But he learned better. God opened his eyes, brought him not to his senses but to an awakening, a spiritual awakening. Martin Luther, Martin Luther, a very imperfect man, but a brilliant man and a courageous man, but a very imperfect one, unlike the rest of us, right? But Martin Luther, Martin Luther, as he read, the Bible, he became convinced based on, and you could say that it was biased by, it was informed by, but also maybe biased by his interaction with the Roman Catholic papacy, the Vatican, and what they tried to do to him. How they tried to murder him when he turned against the corrupt, vile, wicked 
Roman Catholic abomination. He came to the belief, the conviction that the beast spoken of in the revelation of God the Father to God the Son to his angel to the Apostle John that that beast and mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots, and so forth, that this was the Roman Catholic Church. And the Vatican, the papacy, at Rome. Now, I am not totally persuaded of that. I am not totally convinced of that. I never have been. However, there definitely are good reasons for believing that. There are. No question about it. It does <laughs> make some sense. That being said, there is a difference between the Roman Empire and the so-called Holy Roman Empire. The Roman Empire of old and the old Holy Roman Empire and the Roman Catholic Church, and so forth. There are differences. But I just throw that out there because he was a brilliant man and a mighty servant of God, and he believed that, that, <laughs> that that's where the trouble was coming from, so to speak. I certainly don't believe that that has to be the case, but it could be the case. It could be. But again, that brings us back to Italy, Rome, right? Holy Rome, as they like to say. Well, meanwhile, there are any number of things that are going to take place in this world before the triumphant return of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Whether you believe in Jesus is irrelevant. Honestly, it's irrelevant. It's immaterial. Whether you believe he is the only begotten Son of God or you believe he's a fraud or whatever you believe. Believe anything, something, nothing, doesn't matter because the truth will out. And God's word is true, and what he has said will take place will take place, regardless what you or I think. It's simply the case. It's not a popularity contest. Okay, The presidential race in the United States of America is largely a popularity contest. Yes, yes, the Electoral College gets involved and so forth, but basically it's like a high school popularity contest. Right? Student body president. It really is the same thing, but just much more convoluted, <laughs> much more Machiavellian, much higher priced, and so forth. But it's a popularity contest. There are some times, some years, when it is more of a beauty contest. All right? But, popularity contest. 
It's a shell game. That being said, if you want to believe that the presidential race in the United States of America is the most important thing going on, feel free. By all means. I'm not saying it's not important because if you've listened to my programs before, you know that I have never been a fan of Donald Trump. (laughs) Ever. Never. That being said, the actions, the workings, the deeds of his administration as fallible, as errant, as lacking, as erring as they are. As unworthy as they are, they still are vastly preferable to those of any Democrat regime that we shall suffer under. And that's a fact. But... This pandemic that has encircled the globe reached 150 nations. It is a big deal. It's a big deal. Positively a big deal. However, there are bigger deals. There really are. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo stated the following, quote, We underestimated this virus. It's more powerful. It's more dangerous than we expected. End quote. Hmm. Yes. (laughs) Yes, you did. You did underestimate it. But, again, There are bigger things, worse things. There is a great deal of concerted effort being made that is underway to use this pandemic as a springboard to bring about worldwide regime change culminating in one single solitary worldwide regime that will be when it comes about, whether it comes about in a year, whether it comes about in a decade, it will be the worst regime, the most violent, terrible regime that has ever existed according to the Bible. Oh, brother, well, obviously, (laughs) obviously there's something wrong with your Bible. Well, I can understand you thinking that. After all, there was Hitler's monstrous Nazi regime, the Third Rock, which slaughtered millions of Jewish men, women, young people, elderly people, children, and babies, and Christians 
Christian leaders, Christian families. Not to mention dragging the world's population into this world war that resulted in the deaths of vast multitudes, the maimings and mutilations and cripplings and burnings and destruction of vast multitudes. But Uncle Joe, Joseph Stalin's communist regime, the USSR, the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, slaughtered twice as many. Jews, Christians, white Russians, what have you. Twice the body count. Of their own people, of his own people. Heavily composed of Ukrainians, of Georgians, of white Russians. Just a monstrous, heinous destroyer. But the communist Chinese regime of Mao Zedong slaughtered at least 50% more. Oh, but brother, the greatest killer of humankind in human history has been Christianity. No, it hasn't. That is from communist professors. The greatest destruction of humankind by war and by murder committed against people that have been born has been committed by the communist regimes of the world that have existed, that do exist. Cambodia's monstrous Pol Pot, the Khmer Rouge, that slaughtered more than half of the four million people there. Communism has been the single greatest evil when it comes to regimes that there's ever been. And yet, American young people, they are flocking to it because they are such ignoramuses. by and large. But as far as the greatest death toll that there's ever been, that is the death toll that that saintly Margaret Sanger brought about via induced abortion, elective abortion. And every single baby, preborn baby, in utero baby, even delivered baby that was slaughtered by that, they comprised the only completely, utterly, totally innocent members of society that have been slaughtered by genocide. The greatest number that's ever been slaughtered. Thanks to dear Margaret Sanger, that champion of women, and all of her sisters in arms, 
like Hillary Rodham Clinton, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, and all of these other great women, Nancy Pelosi, and the list just goes on and on and on, all who have been actively involved in promoting this evil. The Susan G. Komen Foundation, Planned Parenthood, NARAL, NOW, Gloria Steinem and Bella Abzug and all of the rest of the great ones. But put all of those together. Put the Nazi Third Reich together with all of the communist regimes, the bloody, red, monstrous communist regimes, the Islamo-fascist regimes, and all of the other evil, tyrannical regimes that there have been, you know, like Idi Amin's in Uganda and so on and so forth, put them all together, and this coming regime will eclipse them all all put together. But if you want to focus solely on the pandemic or divide your time between the pandemic and the presidential election, that's okay. All right? It is not the biggest thing happening. It's more akin to a smokescreen, actually, but let's not go there, shall we? But Propaganda indoctrination, social engineering, behavior modification, all to achieve worldwide enslavement, worldwide hegemony. That is what's going on. Truly. Rick Scott, United States Senator from Florida, has rightly stated the following, quote, We know communist China is lying about how many cases and deaths they have, what they knew and when they knew it. And the WHO, the World Health Organization, never bothered to investigate further. Their inaction cost lives, end quote. Their inaction being that of the World Health Organization that refused to call this pandemic a pandemic for week after week after week after week after month. Rick Scott, he stated that the World Health Organization, quote, willfully parroted propaganda from China's Communist Party. So true. So true. But the World Health Organization is directly involved, always has been directly involved with conspiring to bring about a new world order, one world regime. It's just a little, a little wholly owned subsidiary organization, if you will, that is directly involved with that. Meanwhile, over in Europe, 
Holland, Netherlands, a Dutch court convicted a Muslim man of murder with a terrorist motive, sentenced him to life imprisonment. You know, for murdering four people, attempting to murder much more than that on a Dutch tram. Yes. Oh, well. <laughs> Life in prison, that'll show him. This Turkish Muslim. I'm Brad Thomas. And this is After All is Said and Done. After all is said and done, then we will know, won't we? But perhaps... We can know now, if we choose to. Thank you.